Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? I'm so weird this week. Yeah, wackadoodle, huh? Wackadoodle. Mm-hmm. That's a good word for it. <laughs> I feel wackadoodle. Yeah? Wackadoodle ding dong. <laughs> Extra. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've op- I've talked so much about feeling wacky on here, but it's a kind of a wacky time in the world, so that's, you know. And for yourself. I mean, just I feel like for everyone on this planet. Yeah. You know, including me, yes. Yeah, being alive is bananas right now. It is a really weird time to be alive. Yeah, what's the solar system saying about it? Um, Oh, my friend Scarlett told me last night that something is happening with Saturn going direct, and that um, explained me having a weird week because uh, it means that, what did she say? You're going to be making hard choices that feel... Um, like maybe not the right thing, but they'll lead to good things. Or you're going through difficult times and having to cut ties with things that are painful, but ultimately it will lead to positivity and growth or something. I don't know. I need to look it up. Can I repeat what you just said? I'm paraphrasing. Uh huh. Because of where Saturn is in the universe, uh-huh. your we are all making hard choices for ourselves, but it'll lead to better things. Uh, something like that. Something like that. <laughs> I like, should have looked it up. <laughs> I love it. Like Saturn took off its earrings. Yes. And is ready to rumble a bit. Greased up. Handle its shit. Yep. And so are all of us. Yeah, a little Vaseline on the brow. Damn right. So your gloves graze it. Get in there fighting. Hell yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Feels right. like that a little bit. Is that how you're feeling? Um, no, I'm I'm in a weird work mode right now where everything is just like slothing off of me unless it's something that has to do with work. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I'm like, think later, react now. I'm like in that mode. So right. nothing is affecting me as it's more just like handle this list, handle this thing, do that, do this. And yeah. so, yeah, I mean, I'll look back on things in hindsight and be like, what was I thinking? Uh-huh. Like, why did I send that email to that person? But right now it's like, you know, think later. Oh, wow. Richard Thinklater, great director. Oh, oh my God. That groan. <laughs> have you, <laughs> we don't have to keep doing puns. We can move on. Uh, speaking of the like sending emails, are you sending like difficult emails to people? Or do you just mean like work emails? Because I got a difficult email from someone oh. recently. That was like part of, I think, why I'm having a weird week. Um, what, it, Difficult emotionally or... Yeah, like, it was like a personal difficult email. Oh, shit. Where a, a, a friend emailed me to be like here's how I've been feeling. And I was like, wow, sometimes it's hard to like receive that and just really listen to someone yeah. who's just saying like, here, here's how I feel about what's been going on in our friendship. And to like hear it from a place where you don't immediately like retreat into hurt ego. Right. But you can actually sort of like hear it and then hopefully respond in kind. You That's know? so nice. Yeah. Cause I just pictured like, since all of us are just like, you know, monkeys with phones <laughs> where like somebody says something to you that's hurtful and so you just scream louder and then they scream louder and then you're just seeing who can scream the loudest and then turn your backs on each other and go and be like that was what i was that that was good it's like no no not at all yeah i gotta stay quiet and listen except though i really will say it's funny you talk about screaming louder i was in the car today listening to the radio i had npr on and uh, all this news about brett kavanaugh's confirmation and everything and several times um when Trump's voice came on the radio, I just was like, la, 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 la. 
because <laughs> I just yeah. couldn't couldn't deal today for whatever reason like my my skin felt thin and I just didn't have the capacity to absorb any uh any of that 100% he's an evil infomercial couldn't deal right 100% yeah. fuck that like my chest got tight and I felt weird and I was like why am I subjecting myself to this and then I made myself laugh because I was like bah, 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 <laughs> the top of my voice in my car looking like a lunatic which is you know half of us in LA so. oh all of us by the yeah. way if you're driving and you're in traffic in LA and you're not picking your nose <laughs> you're doing it wrong or or crying or crying as Rachel and Leah told us on yeah. basic witches you cry in your car exactly or screaming at the top of your lungs like me at the radio it's great it's yeah. our own little uh, uh, sensory deprivation tanks, if we could call them that. Weird. Right? Well, do you want to talk about Kavanaugh and how it's affecting you and going crazy, or do you want to move on to something else? Oh, I just I just uh, think that it's a, it's going to affect uh, me. If he is confirmed and the Supreme Court then has a conservative bent for the next, you know, however long, decades possibly, yeah. uh, it will affect me directly as a woman and anyone with a vagina. Um, you know, he's really... I think they're prepared to install him and then completely dismantle um, women's rights to choose. Yeah. And it uh, is fucking with me. This is not what should come back around full circle. <sighs> like this is the wrong thing for life to like be repeating. It's a, it's a, yeah. And so it's, it's a weird time. It feels very dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. With, were you telling me about what, um, when somebody was asking, like, what law do you know that has to do with men's? Oh, I think it was Senator Kamala Harris, uh, during the confirmation hearings for Judge Kavanaugh, asked him, what legislation can you name that legislates uh, a man's right to choose what he does with his body? What, what laws are there on the books that say that the government gets to tell a man what to do with his body? And he was like, oh, oh I'm oh, not aware of any. And she oh. was like, there aren't any. Yeah. Isn't that fucking fascinating? So, you know, I don't want to get too fired up about it. And I don't want to make this about politics. But it is definitely like that tightness in my chest. Yeah. That's that's one factor in it. It's just it feels um, concerning if you are someone who um, cares about that kind of stuff. Like everyone should. Which everyone should. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. But that aside, this is where we come to have You're a great time. You're going through time. the fucking fire. Yeah. yeah. And I just totally derailed that conversation made it all about me. That's what this is about. Well, it's us. all about, yeah, us. It's, it's, I mean, I look forward to this every week as like the one thing that gives me uh, a breath of fresh air, happiness. Mm. Like I love doing this with you every goddamn week. Me too. You know? So yeah, if we got to talk about real shit, then let's talk about real shit. If we got to talk about fun shit, well... Good. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, you have tons of fun shit happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, lo like all kinds of things. I guess my big thing this week was I made a pretty big change um, in my diet, and it's kind of messing with me, but it's for the greater good. What? I don't know this. Yeah. So I used to only get the spinach and feta white pie pizzas from California Pizza Kitchen frozen. Mm -hmm. But recently, I started getting Newman's own spinach with cream and feta pizzas. Mm -hmm. And it took me a while to like it more, but it's a little bit bigger. It cooks a minute faster. 
and uh, it's been real satisfying. Does it crisp up real nice? It crisps up so nice. It's got that thin, crispy crust. Yeah, I do love the crusts on a Newman's own. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. You yeah, know? when you pull it out of the oven, and it's got that like satisfying kind of snap when mm-hmm. you like cr- crack the crust. Straight up, yeah, because you don't, I love not needing a knife, but just folding the pizza in different places to yeah. like, that's how you cut it. You kind of break it its back. Your, yeah. <laughs> just, ooh, you are feeling it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like over here abusing pizzas. I haven't had fucking pizza. That's also probably part of it is they haven't had pizza or anything like that in a while really oh yeah. my god the whole 30 i mean you know i broke it obviously with wine i mean i'm having the last wine right now but uh i haven't had pizza or really broken it food wise at all and yeah. it's that's still making a difference and i went and looked at some really f- amazing pizza last night a friend of mine invited me to this big event celebrating um a bunch of restaurants that were throwing a big party together because they all share a complex. And one of them is called Triple Beam Pizza. And it's Nancy Silverton's. <gasps> My, uh, I love her. Your boo. I love her so much. She's your boo. Yeah. She's Nancy Silverton's <sighs> place with another chef whose name I can't remember. I think it, oh, it's Matt Molina. Mm-hmm. And they have this joint in Highland Park. Um, and you basically uh choose the amount of pizza that you want but you like eyeball it and you you can actually like show the server or the you know pizzeria person like dick size yeah like how big a piece you want and then they cut it to order and then they like charge you by how big it is oh by the inch by the inch or by the ounce or whatever yeah yeah oh wow yeah should start doing that for all four of my inches oh my god (laughs) Uh, anyway um, i didn't have any but I looked That's at it okay. and smelled it, and it looks amazing, and I can't wait to go back for it. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm sorry, but, like, they just have, like, long slabs of a pizza with a topping on it, and you just say, yo, give me give me a foot, and that's then they, they measure it and hand that to you? Yeah, they're, like, rectangular, big rectangular pies, and then they cut it by, yeah, however That's many. A dream. I know. It's cool, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, what what are the flavors? I don't know. I didn't have any of them. Yeah. I just looked at them. I just Instagrammed about it, which was <laughs> so fucking obnoxious. But I just, yeah, I wanted to like go, you know, meet my friend, see what it was all about. What's their crust situation? It looked like um, super handmade, like bubbled up kind of weird artisanal shapes, you know, okay. where it's not. How thick? Is it a thick crust? It looked kind of thick. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm curious now. Like fairly, you know, it's, I know it's, um roman style Mm. so it's not that super super thin crust it's sort of like there's there's some you know yeah meat to the crust wait what you know what i'm saying (laughs) Yeah, a little girth (laughs) it's girthy that's right (laughs) yeah oh is that their slogan on the box yeah it's girthy yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) delivered hot to your door (laughs) (laughs) it's it's just two fingers showing you know roughly the size of like a a good hog. I like this so much. <laughs> we should get in touch with them. We should be like, hey, Nancy, number one, Mike loves you. Yes. Uh, you know, and I'm a big fan too, but, um, but, it's but I love you. With Mike, it's special. Yeah. And number two, here's a new slogan for you <laughs> it's girthy. It's girthy. Hot to your door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just an oven and like, you know, a, a pizza sliding in, almost like when those cartoon sex scenes where they just cut to a train plowing through the tunnel. I love that. <laughs> so much i would think we should really pitch them on this it sounds great they're yeah. probably listening probably hey nancy please come on the pod uh, yeah that'd be cool yeah. Ooh, this sounds really good i'm getting i'm i'm starting to branch out in my pizza crust game a bit because i'm so staunchly against deep dish and i love a crispity crackety crust yeah and you know and i feel like hand tossed is so forgettable 
because it's just a loaf. Like it's all about the toppings and sauce, right? So it's just a vehicle. So I'd rather have a thin vehicle than a hand tossed or thick. Huh. Interesting. I think the only time that I've had a, a pizza dough that I can really remember, a pizza crust, was at a Tom Douglas restaurant in Seattle called Serious Pies. Okay. That's got to be on some lists or something. It's right? on definite lists. I think it might have been nominated for a James Beard Award or something. But it was like this, yeah, kind of misshapen and bubbled up and charred in places and then in other places kind of thin and really salty. And the way it held all of the ingredients in the middle was just, I don't know, fucking delightful. Yeah. I'm salivating right now. Yeah. <laughs> I just felt my, sa- like, I just squirted a little. <laughs> <laughs> like your tongue is a goldfish and your mouth is a koi pond? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I haven't had pizza in a while, I guess. Maybe I'll have some this weekend at Life is Beautiful. Hell yes. Well, let's talk about that in a second. We have to talk a little bit more about pizza, if you don't mind. Of course not. Um, what's, what's your favorite style crust? Um, like I said, that kind of, I like that. Yeah, I know, but that sounds like a six-year-old made it. Like... No, it's like a starred chef made it. I think that's how it looked last night at this place too. Like really um, hand kneaded and kind of like it was at Lodge Bread. Oh, okay. Remember Lodge Bread in Culver City is that place where, yeah, they do the same thing. They're sort of like handmade and hand pulled and that like not rolled out in a big flat circle and then covered with a bunch of tomato sauce. But like, you know, butternut squash and broccoli are the stars of this particular pie with some like amazing, you know, crazy... Um, San Marzano tomatoes crushed by hand. And all yeah, that stuff. or some like amazing, really stinky cheese, yes. Taleggio or something with mushrooms. And, and you know, it's kind of like focaccia almost. Like the that's bread kind of rises up. a little bit and mm-hmm. it has puffs of air inside the crust. Yeah. That's what I want in my pizza. That sounds fucking delicious. You know what? Put another piece of focaccia on top of that slice of pizza. Give y- me that. Isn't that a calzone? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I made calzones once in my life. I learned how to make pizza dough when I cooked on the boat. Uh-huh. And if you have time to make your own pizza dough, you've made pizza dough, right? It's really easy. It just takes patience. It takes patience, but it's not difficult. And you feel so satisfied when you make your own pizza dough. Yeah. And um, my friend Tommy was turning, I don't know, he was having a birthday, whatever age. and But it was a special one. I can't remember what year. And he wanted, when I was like, what can I do for your birthday? He was like, can you cook dinner? Um like can I have a dinner party and like you cook for me and I was like that would be so fun and so we he and I had a running joke he had a bunch of funny bits that we would do together and one of them was he would just randomly sing twat pockets (laughs) (laughs) to make me laugh (laughs) and I thought it was very funny Mm -hmm. and um so I made him twat pockets for his birthday oh stop but they were calzones and I stuffed them with like a bunch of juicy stuff that when you cut into them, it poured out. And it was just like, it was kind ah. of like a porny, ah. jokey dinner. Yeah. But it actually tasted pretty good. That's so great. Did you crimp the edges to make it look like a pussy and yep. just do the whole thing? I totally did that. You're so cool. I don't know. That's, it, that's cool. It was, it was, yeah, it was definitely dirty. And then I served it with guac and everyone was like, <laughs> the guac was a bad choice because it just looks infected. And yeah. I was like, oh no, it was just supposed to be a delicious condiment. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I didn't think that one through at all. That's. I should have served perfect. it with ranch. Oh, for cum. Yeah. Yeah, that's yep. true. But I didn't know about ranch then. Damn. Now I, I know. <laughs> actually speaking of i didn't expect to do this but uh there's a guy who we follow each other on social media um and every so often he'll send me pictures of the sourdough and the breads he makes oh super talented um so first of all his name is paul uh petit pettit pettit paul pettit have you seen his instagram i feel like i know him for some reason really yeah um 
I don't know if you've seen his bread, but I'll show it to you. Everyone should follow his fucking Instagram. Is he at Paul Pettit? It's Paul N Pettit underscore, which just like your Instagram, bit of a nightmare to remember. Sorry about that. Um, but check out his bread, and I'll throw a picture up of it for this episode. You ready? Yeah. Check these. Check these out. When he scores oh. it. Oh my god. Those are gorgeous, Paul. He's a baker. Yeah, old boy can fucking bake. Master baker. Oh my goodness, wowzers! Right, and he's got like a bunch of sourdough mothers like lingering in closets in his home. Straight up, yeah, just bubbling and a little. (sighs) This podcast could all be about like just sex. Yeah, one way or another. Because uh, you talk about bread, and all I can think is like. (laughs) <laughs> well you know when we started and we were like we want to like talk about things that we love weed and food and then obviously you know our love of all of pleasures of life mm-hmm. just come into it come into play and like the sex is in all of it if totally. it's a, a wonderful sensual pleasure then it is kind of about sex it's Absolutely. your senses oh kneading dough mm. like kneading a yeah. soft piece just, of dough <laughs> i just licked my lips <laughs> <laughs> amazing yep what do you think the most popular crust is if we did a poll what do you think it's going to win between thick thin and hand thin i think you think thin yeah the artisanal thin pizza kind of came up in like the 90s when people were like being very hip and cool okay um it's not my favorite but i'd get it right um i would be interested to know i kind of want to hear from someone who loves deep dish and who can make the case for it because i've never had it would love to hear that and i would just love someone to tell me what is good about it like right. who's in Chicago who can just lay it out? Yeah. Here's, make, make your case. It, fucking, that sounds great. You know? Let's do that. I want to hear it. Yeah, because for me, deep dishes, yeah, I waited an hour, took two bites, now I'm full. Yeah, and I burned my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Is that going to be cash or check? Oh, I was like, what? No, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. I, yes, okay. If you have, uh, if you have, if you're a deep dish apologist, or lover. Or lover. Come on now. I know. I started already framing it. <laughs> Don't set him up for failure. <laughs> Explain to us what, what we're missing. That's it. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'd like to know. You don't mind a Little Caesars pie? Oh, no, I won't go to Little Caesars. What are you, crazy? Like, a, you go to 7-Eleven, get, get a $5 pie? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> get out of my house. Right now. No. No. Like, I wouldn't go to 7-Eleven to get anything other than maybe, like, a late night, you know, cigarettes or a bag of chips or something. Right. But not, you don't go there for their wings and and, uh, pizza slices? No. All right. You do? I'd never tried it. Yeah. See? You don't either. No. You're just trying to make me look bad. (laughs) Not? Come on. (laughs) Come on. Come on. Why don't they have a delivery service of cold pies? I mean, get on it. Right? This is like your Uber tuck you in. Yeah, I want an Uber. I want it. Yeah, Postmates or Uber does Uber Eats, right? Yeah. So they should do a tuck me in when I'm too drunk, <laughs> brush my teeth for me, kiss my little forehead, and tuck and that as a part of their app. And mm-hmm. then also um, have a bunch of just simple cold pizzas: one pepperoni, one cheese, one mushroom, one sausage. Do yeah. a supreme where it's all of that. Yep. And it's cold, and mm-hmm. then it's in your fridge, and it's ready to roll. That's it. Mm. Yeah. I would pay so much money for that. You know the best part about cold pizza? What's that? That I think. Mm. When you get it and it's all, you know, pre-cut pizza? Yeah. Uh, have you heard of that? No. Oh, yeah. Where they cut it. I don't know why I said yes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh. No. I have no idea what you're talking about. I was just, <laughs> no, I was just being full of shit. I'm just lying. Well, of course. Uh, <laughs> that's what, <laughs> of course. That's all I do. Yeah. Saturn is on its side. <laughs> 
Saturn is upside down. I'm just perpetually lying about everything <laughs> constantly. Yeah, go, go on. <laughs> um, I love a cold pizza because every slice you pull out, the cheese doesn't fall off. None of the toppings fall off because it's cut already, and then it just all lifts in one beautiful moment. Like yeah. that to me is such a like. I hate to say origami, but it's yeah. that same satisfying feeling as like, you know, something clean being in the air. What was the situation that I saw on your Instagram where you had taken perfect bites out of a pizza? <laughs> was that, yeah. what's the story behind that picture? Because it made me crazy. I love drama. I mean, you just ate the crust. <laughs> and threw it away. <laughs> for the bit. You got to do it for the bit. Fucking nightmare of a human. <laughs> You're just triggering people. Well, because the next one I'm doing is I'm going to buy a burrito from Chipotle mm. and open it and just eat a couple bites out of the middle. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> You're terrible. I can't. So many people are going to be, yeah, triggered. It's great. It's triggering. Well, it started because of Chelsea Peretti's uh, picture of cake. Where it was oh. like triple layer cake and she yeah. only ate the cake and the frosting was left yeah, over. Yeah, and she was like not so much about the frosting, but right. it was perfectly still preserved on the plate. Like just the cake was missing. Yeah. It was upsetting. It's it's it crazy. upset people. <laughs> and so I'm enjoying this whole new food movement where I get to get really high and you know only eat the part that most people don't care about. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. You know, you tell me you've never made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Eating just the crust and then throwing the rest in the garbage. I 100% have never made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich because I'm fatally allergic to peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe someone listening knows. Yeah. It's not about me. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually never had a nut butter and jelly combo of any. Like I should just make myself an almond butter and jelly sandwich and see what the fuss is about. Give it a shot. Okay. Pretty tasty. Especially right. if you toast it and the almond butter is a little gooey. Okay. It's really tasty. Hmm. Get on that. That sounds good. Except I'm not eating bread right at the moment. You will be in seven days. Good Lord. You will be in seven days. I will. Life is beautiful is going to be bananas. Yeah. Um, we talk about it a little on the pod, but yeah. I plan on taking a bunch of drugs and dancing a lot and eating nachos and just cutting <gasps> loose for a couple of days just because I want it. I'm so stoked. I downloaded the app and I'm already like scheduling things in my phone where I'm like, be here at this time and you can just pop it right into your, you know, the thing and then it'll just tell you where to be when so you don't have to pay too much attention. Awesome. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, Going to be great. Life is beautiful. Uh, Very uh. looking forward to it. If anyone is in Vegas, uh, you know. Hit us up in the DMs. And we're going to see our guest, this week's podcast guest, who we have coming up playing also yeah at life is beautiful oh he's gonna rock that crowd i oh my god straight up if you are familiar with open mike eagle like i think a lot of you already are yeah uh, then you already know how cool this fucking conversation is uh if you don't know who he is go listen to his fucking music before this interview because get your fucking vibe right yeah and you follow know? him on instagram yes Tw- all of, mm. <laughs> god damn it this was so cool yeah I, I wasn't nervous he's a cool dude he's a pal but it, it, when it comes to like musicians who are just important yeah I, I, I don't know if he'd cringe at the word important but i really really fucking like him influential that's the word yeah word yeah it yeah. is the word word <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna look up his ig handle real quick because i want to make sure that everyone follows him she doesn't even have 4g uh, she's still on that one and a half g art rap mike art rap mike art rap mike 
Do you think your phone, like, you know how some people have the fastest internet in the world and their satellite up there is the most shiny, the most quick. And do you think like our phones, like it's just that satellite where half the wing is hanging off, the antenna is bent, it's barely hanging on, rust is in the corner. I mean, I have a string directly from my phone to a tin can in the sky. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it looks like. Shit does not work. I tried to send a tweet the other day in which I name checked or, you know, added uh, John Boehner Mm -hmm. and it wouldn't send. And I got super down the rabbit hole of it being a weird conspiracy. It is a conspiracy theory. Because I, yeah, I added speaker John Boehner. Uh, former U, U House, you fucking my brain. The U House. The U, he was the U House speaker. Yes, yeah. that's exactly who he was. Um, former speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives, John Boehner, is now on the board of a cannabis company. Wow. The fucking hypocrisy is just so it's um it's unbelievable. But you know what? Good for him. Fine. He changed his fucking mind because he saw the cash dollar signs. Another person on that um, board, it's Acreage Holdings is the name of the company. Another person is Governor Bill Weld, former of Massachusetts, former governor. Um, anyway, the U.S. border authorities just announced that they're going to start like banning people from entering from Canada where marijuana is legal. If they've had any, if they've profited off cannabis or if they use legal marijuana, they're just going to deny them entry into the country. So I tweeted, hey, U.S. border authorities, what are you going to do about Speaker John Boehner and um, Governor Bill Weld when they try to reenter the country? Because they're on the board of a cannabis company profiting off weed, motherfuckers. Yep. And I cc Jeff Sessions. Damn right. <laughs> and uh, the tweet wouldn't send. Wow. Would not send. That's spooky. Like five times until finally I got home and I got on the Wi-Fi and was like, send motherfucker. And it finally went, but it, it was, it kind of shook me. I was like, maybe there's something to it. There definitely is. Well, I don't know if I believe that, but it was, yeah. My first experience where I really truly believed in um, something was blocking that tweet from being sent. Absolutely. It felt so weird to believe that. I was like, oh, no, Mike is totally like, (laughs) got me going over to the conspiracy theory side. Yeah. I don't open up that can of worms when it comes to cannabis legalization with me. I'll talk your ear off about conspiracies for an hour and then be like, so what do you think? Well, let's do that, actually. Let's do that really soon because I actually got some cool DMs from uh, someone that I'm in touch with because of this podcast. And he was like, can you please talk about a bunch of this stuff? And I have a bunch of questions that I'd like you and Mike to talk about. So I think we should like dedicate an episode to let's do it. All of that. Maybe like, a m- just a weed heavy cannabis legalization questions from people in states where they're, they don't have access to legal cannabis. Okay. Um, I love this. All idea. of that kind of stuff. It was really great to hear from him and have him say like, please talk about this because there are those of us in places where we don't have access and we would like to hear about this kind of stuff as well. So cool. I love yeah. that too, because you know quite a few facts and I know <laughs> quite a few. facts. Well, like I don't look anything up. I just try and think about it uh-huh. and you no, like quite a few facts. Quite a few facts. <laughs> <laughs> That's so damning with faint praise, if I've ever heard it. Damning with faint praise. Damning with faint praise. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, it's like I don't know. It just made me giggle because it's like you know, knowing quite a few facts is like not having a wealth of knowledge. It's like no one, you know, a little. <laughs> well, do you know why I said that? And it's because I know, I feel like I know you pretty well. And yeah. I was about to say like you know, you know everything. What I was about to say is like you know everything, and I just make shit up and I feel like I could hear you say after I say you knew everything you would say well I mean I know some stuff but there's a lot of stuff I would have to read like and you would kind of like unpack that a bit 100% true yeah. you know me so well <laughs> yes. you know me so well because that is that's very very true 
There's so much that I don't know. Yeah. And so and I just chose quite a few facts because I was like, <laughs> oh, she's just going to like, she's going to like unravel that a bit. My ego got in the way a little bit there because that actually is accurate. It's not damning with being praised at all. Oh, it's so you truth. do wish that I would have been like, well, you know everything and I guess. No, because I don't, because that, that would have been a lie. <laughs> but I'm really into lying right now, so. <laughs> Do you have any plugs for this week? I, only for your show, which I'm so excited to see. I am really excited, too. Glazed is back. Uh, took a little hiatus. Had to. I mean, Jerry Seinfeld shows up. You just got to, like, take a minute to breathe. Got to take a minute. But the show on Thursday is going to be fucking phenomenal. 9.30. Um, the lineup includes not only comics from, like, Comedy Central, Viceland, Conan, Kimmel, uh, Just for Laughs this year. Whoa. Um, but also, uh, there's going to be free cookies. Mm. Uh, there's going to be a lot of smoking and cannabis. Mm. And there's with a street artist. Oh, and there's Magic. Oh, my God. The ma- he was the two-time Magic Castle magician of the year. And he said to me, he was. He, I was like, what do you want to do? He's like, well, do you mind if I just do my opener and closer? And I was like, oh, you mean the hottest things I can like ever imagine oh, that are going to dazzle me? Yeah. yeah. Dazzle us, please. So he's yeah. going to crush. <clears throat> and then, thanks to um, friend of the pod, friend of us, Joel Hadley, connected me with a guy named Keith, but goes by Teacher. And he's an amazing street artist. He's the only dude with his art in the Pentagon. His art is like outside the war room. And it's very, it's political. It is uh, powerful, mm. and but also he does so much for the community. He gives back, and he, his street art is all over L.A. It's all over the fucking world. You can't miss it. And what we're gonna do is we are going to get a couple suggestions from the audience at the top of the show, yeah. and then he's just gonna disappear outside and create all fucking show. And we might live stream it actually, just to like show it unfold. And check in with him periodically. But then by the end of the show, he'll have a finished piece that was like in that fucking moment at that time for all of us at that show to walk outside and see and enjoy and be a part of. That's thrilling. That's thrilling. It's going to be fucking cool. I'm stoked. That's so fucking cool. Also, is he eight feet tall? Yeah. He looks like he's eight feet tall. I looked him up on his Instagram and I was like, that guy looks like a giant. He's a presence. Yeah. 100% a presence. I can't wait. I can't wait to see him at your show. It's going to be great. And straight up, my friend Heather is changing her airplane ticket to come home early because she didn't know that you had a show that night. And she was like, no, oh, damn, I was going to be in Seattle. You know what? I'm just going to change my ticket. Wow. She's changing her ticket to fly home because she loves that show as everyone, you know, it's a great show. Thank you, Heather. Yeah. Wow. Cool. <laughs> Saturn might be upside down and mooning us. Yeah. But life's okay. Well, you know what? I always feel better after this, after talking to you like this. I always like the tightness in my chest and the kind of knot in my stomach. They just go away. Mary Jane. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. This is the perfect way to segue into our guest because it's straight up. It was an honest conversation. Yeah. We talked a- openly about a lot of topics that I didn't expect to get to personally, yeah. but I was like, ooh, I'm glad we're digging in right here. Yeah, we dug in. We, um, is it free? Can you say free ball? Do we free ball? No, that's a dude thing. I can't do that. Free tainted? We free, all got taints. Yeah. We've, oh my God. <laughs> Let's just get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Up next, open mic eagle. Woo. Bye. Bye. Call me naked, a rapper, my motherfucking name is Michael Eagle, I'm sovereign, I'm from a line of ghetto superheroes, I holler, I got something to bring to your attention, attention.
attention, 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 attention. I promise you I will never fit in your descriptions. I'm dying, don't let nobody tell you nothing different. They lying, a giant in my body is a building, a building, a building, a building. Oh, Mary Jane joined us, cracked open a beer. All Hi. right. This is a great, this is a beer cast. Yeah. Bud Light, Tall Boy. We out here. Loving right, it. We can start. Are we sponsored by <laughs> Bud Light? Uh, yes, please. Yeah, please. If you're listening. Jeez, <laughs> I mean, Christ. Yeah. We should do a keg cast. That mm. sounds um, heavy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would do a power hour on here. Well, I don't know what that means. Me neither. How are <laughs> you take a shot of beer every minute for 60 minutes and oh. it ends up being like three or four beers, but it ends up also being like, oh my God. I feel like I would throw up if I took that many shots of anything. Yeah, yeah. I'd get sloppy. Yeah. yeah, you do get sloppy. But if you're watching like a great hour long show and you're just taking a shot every minute, you don't even think about it. Because wow. you're watching like, uh, I don't know, whatever you would watch on TV. I think my body maybe associates the active shots with vomiting. So even if it was tap water after a while, I would just throw up. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what would happen. 60 shots of tap water. I would watch you do that. I, I, would you? Yeah. <laughs> seems so boring. Why? Oh, and then we check in on like your pee. Like uh, you go way dehydrated and we check in on your pee every like yeah. 15 oh, yeah, minutes. That would nice. be like some Marina Abramovic level like performance art. It would be. You know? And my pee would slowly get clear. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's and then good. we'd test your pee. I should maybe do that anyway. In public. <laughs> this sounds like a public art piece. Yeah. It also sounds like it'd be really healthy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Hydrate for art. Wow, that's two birds and one stone if I ever heard it. Uh-huh. That's, that's oh, and a, then you go on tour, and next thing you know, everyone is like chanting P, P, P at you and with you. P is a tough chant. It is yeah. a hard chant. Yeah, it's, it's got that plosive. Yeah, because yeah. of the plosive. P, P. And mm. the one syllable. That's not a good chant usually is the one syllable. Is piss a better one? No. Piss, piss. When like, I say your, you say in? Yeah, or we want urine. Clap, 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 clap. clap, clap. clap. We want urine. Yeah. Yep. And That's... then the we is like a double entendre. Oh, gosh. Right? Wow. This is getting so deep. <laughs> this should You should just isolate this part yeah. and just put this out on the internet with no context. Just, <laughs> just talk about how much everybody wants pee. Great. That sounds good. Would you be okay with being sponsored by Scientology? Because obviously the name of the tour would be called Going Clear. Oh, wow. Um, I do like that title. Uh, we'd have to have some questions about what they would want in exchange for money. Oh, you to know. Sponsor. No, I don't no. know. I don't know. Yes, you do. We, I don't. Nobody they, knows. They want you in a dungeon when you say you don't want to do something. Th- that's a lot. That would be a lot <laughs> for me. I'd be in a dungeon all the time. Yeah. I couldn't do that. They want pictures of you doing all of the things that you don't tell anyone about. Pictures? Yep. <laughs> they want pictures of the secrets? It's not yep. even good enough just to tell them? No, they want digital what? copies of pictures that can be widely disseminated over the internet to shame you. And this is all, they, they're upfront about all of this. Like, these are, these are so we can blackmail you. I mean... Mm-hmm. I think so. I think yeah. that's commonly known, commonly held knowledge. Yeah. And people still sign up. Yeah. Wow. Right? I always thought it was funny that people still try crack cocaine. Huh. Because there's like 20 years of evidence that it's not going well for anybody. <laughs> yeah. And people still try it. Yeah. That's crazy to me. That is crazy. Because you never hear like, oh, yeah, Vivaldi. You know that one symphony? Yeah. So much crack. Yeah, never. There's <laughs> nothing good associated with it. Well, don't you think there's some kind of that aspect, like drug tourism, like people who just want to try it to, you know, sort of see I, what it's like, certainly. go over there for a minute, and certainly. then they end up never leaving? And that's part of the reason why crack, especially like... uh at, at late 70s, early 80s, 
it was able to spread so quickly because people were coming from an era where they were used to being able to just try drugs. Mm-hmm. Just try it. You just try it. If you don't like it, you just try a different one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you couldn't do that with crack and you couldn't do that with heroin. Right. And now we all know, though. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's a little weird now. Now we all know about Oxy. Yeah, we Hell do. Hillbilly heroin. We do. Right. Yeah. I still love Oxy. Straight up. Do you? Yeah, when I had to take it for like a surgery. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I get it. Sure. You know what I mean? Just like morphine in the hospital. I was like, oh, I get it. I never had to. I was given oxycodone yeah. once. But they mm-hmm. didn't do nothing really for me. I don't know if I wasn't. If I don't know. If there's a, is there a big difference between codone and Contin? I don't know. Uh, uh, I I wish I knew, and I could have said a d- joke. Well, the dones are like methadone. I think the codones are the heroin substitutes, or like the pharmaceutical uh, heroin. So they where gave the content is maybe I don't they know. gave me the knockoff. They gave you the content. <laughs> yeah, see, no, they yep. gave me the codone. Oh, yeah. the, no, that's the real a, shit. Oh, I thought the done, the methadone, don't, methadone, done is the fake heroin, right? But the heroin it's like the helps you get off heroin. heroin. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. I literally don't know what I'm talking about. heroin? I, I have no idea either. Heroin, but good for you. Yeah. yeah. It's the good. It's <laughs> vitamin <laughs> heroin. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Aniston is the face of the campaign. Yes. <laughs> it's good for your hair. It's so, so good. good. You go to the pharmacy. Smart heroin. <laughs> And you like you go and you get your medication and you get it in the little pill bottle and you look at the bottom and it's like brought to you by RC Cola. And oh, you're just gosh. like, oh no, I got the knockoff. Oh yeah, Royal Crown heroin. <laughs> oh, you don't, you don't want that. RC is only they never diversified. They're just one thing. It's just cola. Yeah. Right. right? They still they're still around mm-hmm. with just the one thing. Yeah. They didn't do cherry RC. Are they like a Midwest thing? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah you didn't I, have I it. I'm Canadian, it. so oh. I didn't. There's a Midwest Canada. Sort of, yeah. Definitely like Winnipeg. It goes all the way up. Right? <laughs> yeah. Regina. Yeah. Saskatchewan. Have you yeah. been to Regina? No, but I have been to Saskatoon. You have? Did I you have. play there? I did play Saskatoon. How was that crowd? Drunk. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Very, very drunk. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're like that every day, but they were like that that day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah up there in like Moose Jaw and Saskatoon. And Moose shit. Jaw. Moose Jaw. I didn't go to Moose Jaw, but I should have. You get drunk in Moose Jaw. You better. Yeah. There's nothing to do. That's what you do. That's why I left after college in St. Louis and all. There Mm -hmm. was nothing to do. Yeah. You just get hammered. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's like culture. Go to Cardinals games. But but St. Louis is like a cultural bastion comparatively, right? It was. Going back to crack, downtown, like, downtown became like a black and white film noir mystery. Like, it it got dark. I I went to Southern Illinois University. Mm Mm-hmm which is nearer to St. Louis than it is any other big city. It's like two and a half hours away. So I spent a lot of time there yeah. and I hated all of it. Fuck yes. Yeah. yeah. I really, really don't like St. Louis. They Ooh. didn't like you, I bet. They, well, I couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> there was just this flavorlessness everywhere. It was an, an apathy. <laughs> I yeah. just couldn't cut through. It's Yeah, right? Yeah. Where they say things like, uh, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just like, and that was that. Wait, that was your college experience? Well, hanging out in St. Louis. Because mm. just like I went... Southern Illinois, half of the people there were from Chicago and the other half were from St. Louis. And since St. Louis was closer, if you wanted to go somewhere, people would just go to St. Louis to hang out and see what it was like. Or you'd go home with people from the weekend who lived there and you'd just be like, okay, well, going to St. Louis. It was always terrible. Um, but I spent a lot of time in East St. Louis. I was though. just going to ask if you yes. crossed the bridge and just oh, rode both lines. Far more time around East St. Louis and Cahokia yeah, and like yeah. all of these places. Diamond uh, Cabaret? 
Great strip clubs. Great strip clubs. Absolutely wonderful strip clubs. Yeah, right? Like Atlanta level. <laughs> oh, wow. Atlanta level strip clubs. Everyone who listened in Atlanta just went, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, they probably upped their game since then. You but at so? the time, it was, probably, it was pretty neck and neck. Absolutely. So, like, yeah. and so in East St. Louis, there was two strip clubs right next to each other and then a place called like Liquid or something like that. And there was one strip club called PT's and another one called Diamond. And you can you can guess which one was a higher level of quality. <laughs> yes, I can. Yes, you can. Uh-huh. Yeah. The diamond one? The diamond one. Okay, good. Did you ever see Nelly it. there? Uh, no. Nelly was very famous by the time that I was in St. Louis, and he wouldn't have been anywhere where I was <laughs> at all. The St. Lunatics always went to Diamond. Yeah. Wait, yeah. what was the other one called? PTs. PTs. We like were part-timers? What do PTs stand for? PTs? Part-time? Like Did part-time it? strippers? Why wouldn't it be Seems pussies? Like, like mom by day, stripper by night? Both of those could work. <laughs> both, both of those are perfect. Yeah. Part, part-time part stripper. Yeah. Oh, the PTS and then the D has to come in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the D just fell off the sign. <laughs> that neon letter was just, it just blinked out and everyone was like, it's PTs. I just got overwhelmed and just quit, you know. <laughs> the, strip club, <laughs> the strip club in my hometown was called the Eager Beaver. No. Yes. No. Yes. That's not good. I grew up in a town with sailors, man. Oh, man. They wanted it spelled right out on the sign. But that just sounds too aggressive. I mean, listen, sailors want their pussy to be right up in front. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants an eager beaver. (laughs) That sounds... It sounds like that movie Teeth, you know, like that's, Ooh, that's like, like, yeah. the vagina dentata. Yeah, that's yes. that sounds that sounds a little too aggressive. Wait, did you see that movie? I would not. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say most men that I know did not see that movie. Was it good? Uh, I I it was terrifying. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It was satisfying as a woman to watch. Okay, though. good. You know, you're like, yeah. It seems like that's who it was for. It was definitely <laughs> not for you. <laughs> the poster was not enticing. No. Was not wanting to spend my money to see that. Don't yeah. blame you. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. All right. Well, um, thanks, Mike. See, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> oh man. Hey, when are you when are you leaving for tour? Oh. Um, so this is the thing. I put out tour posters that have like a whole bunch of dates on them, but realistically, they're like these clusters of dates. Uh. So I'm leaving all the time and coming back all the time. What? Yeah. It's like a little trick that I use so I don't have to like get post a whole bunch of different posters. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So I got dates technically starting like September 28th and going to like November 15th or something but that's not really what's happening that's so <laughs> smart yeah, well, especially like since we are all diy should we need to give you a real proper intro not at all okay cool yeah. all right good because honestly i don't know what i would call you yeah and i had the best intro uh ever what's today friday yeah it was a wednesday i did a podcast give me the best nobody else should even try to top it what yeah, it was just too good i got the best introduction ever what what were the beats that made you tickle? I don't even I couldn't even tell you. It just <laughs> felt real good. Okay. It was just natural and out of nowhere and I was like, fuck, I just got introduced. Wow. <laughs> Great. Uh, I always thanks. just I, I have like uh what's it called? You know, I just worry about giving people introductions yeah. because I'm so scared about fucking it up. I understand. I like performance anxiety it's about introducing people. It's a minefield. It's very fucking hard. Yeah. Uh yeah, what do you say? Uh you know him. You love him. Yeah. He's a this. He's a that. Yeah. He's he's here, and now he's gonna be up on here, you know, and you're gonna like it. Yeah. Who cares about any of that, really? Mm-mm. It doesn't matter. No, see, they're gonna talk good or they're not gonna talk good. You don't know. You're just well, introducing I, me. I get offended <laughs> you know? by bad introductions. You know, it's like sometimes when I go to see a comedy show and they they bring someone up 
just you know giving them like a weird credit yeah. and then usually kind of inserting themselves into it being like i met this person when yes, yada 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 true. Uh-huh. i don't know yeah i or, watched um, that it makes me happen. anxious <laughs> how about the uh this next uh comedian she's a woman and yes she's really funny right you're gonna love her <laughs> great female comic right she's Give it hilarious up. and she has a vagina <laughs> Give it up for a girl. <laughs> <laughs> and you like, I've seen like dudes like they walk off stage after that intro and they're like, fuck, I'm killing it. And just like, like, woke, 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 woke. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. Oh. Just, yep. <laughs> Look yeah. at me leaning in. <laughs> so upsetting. Holy cow. I did. I did want to ask you uh, like a one like specific question. Okay. Okay. You don't like to say. You're a comedian. I don't, cause I'm not. But you're funny, dude. Well, that's I'll accept that. All but right. I'm not a comedian, cause I don't like, I don't take the risk of like making people give me money to be funny. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't, and I, I respect that job so much. You know, yeah. like what I do, um, there's a lot of safety nets in what I do. You know, like having a backing track, having like songs people know and aren't like mad if you do it at two shows that they're at you know like that all that is very uh safe so i don't know i think i think what 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 stand-ups do and just just speaking and saying their thoughts and having them you have to be perfect you can't really trip over anything and you don't have any um there's no net yeah i don't know i think it's i think it's way harder did you ever try it i used to do a variety show in town here uh, I did like maybe three or four of them, and I would do little bits on those, like little little things I'd try out, you know. Yeah. And it was it was fun. It was fun. But what I found out about myself is that I'm uh, really good at premises, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you're the dude in the room who's like, "Yo, what if?" Yes, I'm so good at what. <laughs> if. You're the ideas guy. <laughs> yeah. 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 I got I got no I have few punchlines and no tags <laughs> at all. But all you need is the title. The t- that's all you right, need. That's that's all you need is the the title, the idea, the name of the album before you write it. Oh don't my you gosh! Think? Isn't I, that what, is that where you start? No. How do you start with your where do your with music or how with, does how does your brain work? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, when, when it comes to songs, I do them a whole bunch of different ways. Sometimes it's an, it's a top down thing. Sometimes it's like I'll get an idea that ends up being like the middle of a song and. You build around it. It just, it really does. It's a case by case thing with me. Uh-huh. I write all, yeah, like all kind of different ways. Do you feel like it comes to you in, in uh, words or images or sounds or do you have a specific way that they enter your brain? Um, well, a lot of it for me is very dependent on the beat. Um, uh, so I'm trying to like, okay, I hear a beat I like and I'm trying to like understand what I think is a good compliment for it i guess content wise Mm -hmm. and and hopefully marrying that to some idea that i find is interesting premise wise yeah so it's it's a a little kind of alchemy thing that happens it's not nearly as elegant or magical as alchemy but uh but i don't know man because you come from the left and right side of things with your lyrics a lot absolutely i have never i haven't heard a song yet where i'm just like oh i knew that this was going where this went yeah i mean i i i try to take special care like from bar to bar. Shout out Archie. Shout out to Archie. What up? Uh, I try to take special care to make sure that like I'm writing something that feels novel to me that I haven't like heard before. You know, so I just I just don't. I really. 
Uh-oh. This is it. This, <laughs> is, this is crazy. The camera is haunted. We don't need to worry about that camera. The video <laughs> is... That was so hot. That is so sexy. My God. Just that big old lick that Mike gave the, <laughs> so, that uh, pedestal of that camera. Yeah, was, I don't even know what just happened. I just, <laughs> I just broke out into a sweat. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. All right. Great. Yeah, I think we're good. Holy shit, man. By the way, congrats on Tiny Desk. Thank yeah. you. That's fucking huge. It was so much fun and agonizing and it was it was awesome. Like a crazy experience. It was great. Why was it agonizing? Uh cuz they they they're very particular about how they want it done and I'm very particular about how I do my show. So just trying to bridge that was was uh, a lot of emails. It was huh. a ton of emails. What did they what do they Well, they're 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 big thing. And it's, it's part of what creates um, the feel of the tiny desk is that they don't want any amplification. Mm-hmm. They don't want the instruments amplified. They don't want voices amplified. So it feels very much like a performance in a room, you know, like an acoustic thing. And which is great for a lot of bands and, and, and you know, artists that can uh, easily come up with an arrangement that suits that. But for rappers, it's a little tough. Um, like my biggest thing was, I typically use a uh, a vocal pedal as part of my set, but there's just no way to do that there. Hmm. They don't, and they and they actively discourage that sort of thing, and they want more of you know a natural sound. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of emails. It, that's a lot. It did did you get away with anything where you were like, "Yo, I'm just gonna be honest. This this has to happen for this because it bends this way." I think, in hindsight, I could have made them bend a little more, mm-hmm. and I probably should have, but I was just trying to make it work with the with the uh, boundaries that they gave me. There's stuff that I would have liked to have been able to do vocally that didn't seem possible in that setting. Hmm. So at the end of the day, pretty fucking cool. But so cool. they got people got to see you live. Yeah, and to really like get the vibe. Know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That. Uh, what's the other side like? Is there a crowd there for real? Yeah, they, that's tight. They literally uh, announce over the intercom in the building that there's a tiny desk happening, and the like every employee in the building comes to that room. It's a big ass room. The desk itself is like, you know, it's like the the sink here kind of situation, uh, and they shoot it as such to make it feel like that's the corner of the room. Mm-hmm. It's not like so. It's it's actually in the middle of a pretty large open office space. Mm-hmm. So there's people like completely. You're surrounded. surrounded. Yeah. Hmm. Damn, that's fucking rocket. That's yeah. fucking cool. It was, it was super dope. It was dope to be there and experience and be able to say I did that and all that, you know? Yeah, it's a big deal. I'm sorry, what's up? I was just going to say, had you seen a tiny desk that you uh, used as like a barometer for what you felt like you wanted to achieve in that setting? Because it's should, such a different I sh- setting. I should have did that. <laughs> 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 um, I, I watched a couple, um, but it, it. I got to say that after having done it, now I understand what I should have been looking for and I didn't necessarily know what to be looking for before that like one thing uh, and I'm, I'm gonna uh, give you a peek behind some people's things is that so they're big on no amplification what that means is for me as a vocalist I can't really hear myself which is a huge problem for me because 
any show I do, I'm like, put my vocals way up in this monitor. I need to hear what I sound like because this is just, that's how my brain has to operate and navigate in this thing. So I didn't have any monitoring. And for me, it was like, oh, I don't like that. I have since noticed there are people who have in-ear monitors uh-huh. at the tiny desk. Uh-huh. But they never told me there was an option for that. Uh-huh. I have I have a system like that that I could have brought, <laughs> but they didn't. I was not told Damn. that that was the thing that I could do. Have you used in-ear monitors? Yes. I do not like them, but I would have used them there. Or like e- even if it was just one. Huh. Yeah. I feel like it must be weird to have that sound in your head, like yes. hearing yourself in your um, own head. The one time that I didn't use them at a show, I had both of them in. And the weirdest part for me was I could hear myself great. I couldn't hear the audience. Hmm. And that was so strange to just be talking and hearing yourself clearly and seeing people making noise and not really being able to like hear it. It was it was wild. And, and that's why I, I never really stuck with it. Um, but I'm to understand that if I ever chose to dedicate myself to using it, it would make me a better performer. <laughs> so it's something that sits in the back of my head a lot, but in the back of my closet. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you feel like you really, do you adjust your work based on the vibe? Yeah, I kind of have to, I think. Mm-hmm. And what that means for me in the, uh, in a live setting is kind of just adjusting my set list. I don't really have a set list. Like I kind of feel it out all the way through. Like I have ways in which I know I'm going to like start a set and typically end a set, but the whole in between, I'm kind of just navigating based on how the last song felt. See, you yeah. are a fucking comedian. You're just a comedian with music. That's true. Straight I'll, up. I'll, I'll That's go with all that. it is. I'll go with that. Yeah. But then they can't call me just a comedian. They'd have to call me a comedian with music. They'd have to say the whole thing. <laughs> That's a long <laughs> intro. It is. <laughs> it is. You know what I mean? I'm not a cool guy. Like I'm a, I'm kind of an anxious dude. And, um, the way I see it, we're all kind of there validating each other. You know what I mean? Like that's part of the gig. Yeah, I'm trying to escape. <laughs> yeah, we're all gonna we're all gonna create uh, an atmosphere that's different than the one we walk around in typically. Like that's that's why we do the show. So like, um, in France, for instance, I find it a little difficult to find that common ground with an audience. Where like Germany, they're giving it up. Me, me you know. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, and and I haven't. I've played a bunch in Europe, but it's been kind of the same countries a lot. So I'm going uh, in October. I'm going next month, and I'm playing a bunch of places I haven't played. So I'm going to see what the fuck that's like. Really? Yeah, I'm going to Spain. I've never been to Spain. Yo! Yeah. Oh, it's going to be fun. I'm going to, um, I'm playing Prague. I've never oh. played. I have no idea what it's going to be like. Do you like music? Like, I do you like f- digging and just mm-hmm. finding all types and shit? Uh, I get in, I get in modes where sometimes I'm like, I need some new shit now. Yeah. And, and sometimes I'm like, I'm very afraid of new music. Right. That's how I am with podcasts. I don't know music at all, hmm. but you two seem to know, like you listen to st- like you, if you were driving in a car, would you listen to music? Y- yeah. Yeah. I go back and forth. Yeah. Sometimes I'm just like only words. And other times I'm like, I need some songs mm-hmm. and it been, and having toured a lot, like I've driven a lot, but I, I get these strong phases. So like for months, podcast only. And yeah. then for other times, what's the new album everybody listening to? Let me mm-hmm. check that out. You know, you do listen to new shit, man. I can't, I, I forget. You know, I, I typically don't, but this year there have been so many new rap records and so many conversations around rap albums that I found myself listening to so many records this year and it's kind of gotten me back 
in that mode of like, okay, let's check out the new such and such. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's weird because I, I, I cannot help but listen as a rapper, which means I can't enjoy anything. I cannot like the 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 amount I have to like a song <laughs> for it to cut past my cynicism and professional jealousy and connect with me is so much. Mm-hmm. And so like I have like this summer I found a bunch of good stuff, but it's difficult for me not to listen to it as somebody who kind of is just analyzing the business of it, the craft of it, the mixing like yeah, all of it. You know, it's it's a lot for me to um, pay attention to, and a lot for me for me to ignore if I'm actually trying to enjoy the thing. And and it's 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 funny too because a lot of these conversations, like I'm having a real crisis around Eminem right now, like a crisis. Really? Yes. Let's talk about it because okay. And let's say the you know let's go back to 1996. Yes. Okay. Right. Like right. or. 96 or 97 was the first time I heard him. And this was... When I bleached my hair as well. Oh, no. He didn't bleach it till 98. Oh, okay. Yeah, this, this is early. Before that. This, this is earlier. This is, this is when Eminem was an underground rapper, and I would hear him on the same college stations that I heard just all the underground rap I was listening to. He was a guy from Detroit who had spent some time in New Jersey with this group called The Outsiders that I loved. And uh, he was just starting to work with cats in L.A., but he was in all these big freestyle battles. I used to pay attention yeah. to all of that stuff. Um, and he, like, he he was just revolutionary. Like, in all of the metrics for me and what I liked about rap, what he was doing with, like, these multi-syllable rhymes was just, nobody was doing that. Like, these four or five-syllable rhymes. Yeah. Like, there's still, there's rhymes he wrote in 1996 that I remember word for word, like, all 16 bars, because they were, Fucking mind blowing. What? You know? A studious gluteus. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Maximus attacking us. All, all of that. Sure. You know? And he would rhyme entire bars. Went to Bible class with a gun. Blasted a nun. Fuck hell. Satan sent my ass to the sun. I wasn't born of his hats. Dumped in the trash with a note attached. Singing someone please whip this brat's ass. I never gave a rat's ass or a flying fuck. Driving drunk in a fire truck with the sirens up. Like he would just go. Like, and it was nobody was doing this. It was fucking 96, 97. Um... So it was very impactful for me. It affects the way I write to this day. Um, but my relationship with his new music, it gives me so many, uh, like I have such an antipathy to it. Mm. I don't even know how to explain how much I don't like it. And it's not that he's even doing something wildly different now. It's just, it's more about like, almost like the privilege of being able to do the same thing that's mm. it for that long yeah there's uh an interview just happened with d d snyder is that who it is from uh we're not gonna take it yeah What's twisted, that song? Sister. twisted sister yeah. so he was just on a thing and when he blew up became a millionaire lived in a house that was as big as a yacht or probably had a yacht inside of his house whatever it was and he was saying he tried to write a new album mm-hmm. and he just couldn't because he was digging up the same dirt that right. fed him in the first place. And it bombed because nobody felt it and was like, look at you. Were you writing that next to the pool in right. your backyard while you were grilling? Shut the fuck up. Mm. And he didn't. It, he said he had to evolve and he doesn't 
mind his music now because he evolved into something new, but it's definitely not mm. what got him where he was. That's the scariest thing about fucking aging, man, is that you ossify. Yeah. Right? And you like stop being able to access the things that made you fucking connected to something. And especially when you ossify with money and anger. And like, it's, it's, it's interesting as you say money and anger specifically because with Eminem, and I've been really obsessed with these. He's been doing these sit-down interviews um, around this last project he put out. So it's him and, and Sway from you know MTV, Sway yeah. in the Morning. Sway in the Morning. Yeah. Mm. So like he's doing these. It's I think part three came out today. It's like these little 15-minute chunks of this sit-down conversation. It's just talking about this project and what went into it and it's fucking fascinating to me one of the things that he was saying was like he felt comfortable and he felt re-energized by connecting with his anger um and i could see how maybe he thought that like oh after all this time that would be the thing to do it you know that'll be the thing to because his last album was like terrible flop like nobody liked his album so yeah a lot of it a lot of this is reactionary the energy is just it's just not what I like and I don't I don't I don't get it no, <laughs> no joy yeah no joy there's no joy in it there's certainly no joy no humor maybe like do you think he's lost that yeah um or, or at least what he finds funny now is and that's probably when I say that he's still doing the same thing then that's probably the issue with that is that he has a little bit too much of his 98 sense of humor in 2018. <laughs> ha ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you, uh, but I mean, okay, to, to, to go off of Eminem to you, man, like, have you I'm evolved sorry, this year? <laughs> yeah, for real. No, I get it. No, no, no. But like, but have you like evolved? Because, okay, this is a short story that I think I've told both of you, but we may as well put it on lock. Uh, first time I was introduced to you was on Hannibal's show Why yeah. when you did that song with Thundercat. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of the song. It's called Ziggy Starfish. Ziggy Starfish. Mm-hmm. Fucking, I was hammered <laughs> and I watched that Comedy Central clip all night long. Oh, wow. It was the shit. Thank you. Yes, yes. But to go from that to what I'm hearing you do now is bananas different, man. I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna be honest. To me, it sounds very different. And you've, I don't know if you feel like you've evolved. Or when was the what last time you saw through? me do something? I can't remember like uh, what well, I might have been glazed, doing. Well, you did Glazed, and then we were yeah. on, we did On Deck together, and you did a short set at oh, On Deck. Oh, right, yeah. right, right, right. Mm, you know, um, maybe evolve, but the way I see it, I've always made like a bunch of different kinds of songs. And it's just like some of them just are better than other ones. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and like, you know, so sometimes like, I'll, you know, like I'm and I also find this. I, I wrote, somebody wrote a review that said this once and it pissed me off. But then I had to like admit that it was right <laughs> after a while. It's like I really have like six basic songs that I write and I keep rewriting them, trying to like do them better. You know what I mean? Uh, and it's all just it's all an evolution of my relationship to the form. Uh, and, and me trying to execute these ideas better, basically, you know. So uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that it's wildly different, but I I'm probably a lot better of a rapper now than I was three four years ago, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Freestyle too. No, oh, but yeah, I've always you've always been able yeah, to. I, I started freestyling in 1996. Really? Yeah. Wow. Did you ever go see Eminem? I've seen him. I've seen him live. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, do you, um, would you ever have been like, yo, I would take him fucking down? 1996, you? Mm, mm, 
1999 me would not have been afraid at all. Fuck yeah. 1999 me was like on like on in my college campus I was like that that dude like mm-hmm. you know I, every battle I was in it I won a lot of them like you were inside a lot of circles at parties yeah mm-hmm. I, oh god yes mm-hmm. that's how I got the name open mic I got it in college really yeah oh it was given to you that the open part was given to me yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well the, the other part was given to you as well <laughs> yes, <true. laughs> different different audience <laughs> A doctor audience? Yeah. Uh, huh. <laughs> <laughs> what am I gonna call him? Yeah. What and oh, so then you started going by open mic and you like kinda like were you you were cool at college, huh? Um because you ran with some cool what folks. What were you doing at college? I, I was know. I was like I don't know, it was weird. I went to college when I was seventeen. Yeah. And um I I really like evolved a lot. Like I went through a lot from like I was there got there when I was 17. I, it took me five years to get my undergrad degree, and I did a year of grad school there. So in I, music? Uh, no, I got my undergrad in psychology. and um, Deflecting. Oh, yeah, it. Mm. I really was. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and I did a year in this whack-ass program, and I was just doing just so I didn't have to leave yet. So I was really, really kind of rooted in this place. Um, like it got to a point where, you know, holiday breaks. I would stay in the college. I wouldn't even go home. Like, hmm. I was just. There. That's awesome. Yeah. That's that's like a cool thing to find. I, I mean, it wasn't that it was just great. I just it, it it was a combination of like, um, there is a community here, and it was cool. But also, like, I didn't really have like a lot of places to go at mm-hmm. that time either. Like, so it didn't make sense to me to fly all the way back to Chicago, um, go to my mom's house. Like, she moved to a place that didn't, I didn't have a room anymore. Like, it, you know, it just. I was more comfortable down there. And it, it was all about comfort for me at that point, you know? Yeah. Hmm. But I went through, I went through a ton. Um, uh, I, I think when I got there, I was very much like, I didn't, I didn't have much of a sense of self socially when I got there. When I think back at that time, it was a lot of like, other than like my hip hop identity, which was me as the rapper, me, I would break dance at parties, like, you know, like that, that, I hung all of my identity on the things that I knew how to do. Yes. Um, and so uh, a lot of my time there was figuring out like who I was as a person relative to other people, like finding a, a me, you know. Mm-hmm. And then it made your music better. I didn't have music then. You didn't even have. Yeah, music? I was just freestyling. I didn't have no music then. Totally. I didn't do. I didn't write a song until two thousand and two. Whoa. When I had my first my first show, like these guys that I freestyle with, this band. Um, that was on campus. They were they had a show um, at like the local bar where people did shows at, and um, they wanted to put me on the bill. Like they actually wanted to feature me, um, but I didn't have any music, so I had to write a bunch of songs and memorize them to perform. Mm-hmm. And because I, I didn't have any, I just was all freestyle before that. Wow, how was that exercising that muscle for the first time? Did you find it natural? Well, it's fucking thrilling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and. I also got paid that night, Woo. which was like, like, like they gave me three hundred bucks. What the for your mind? <laughs> right, basically, right. That's the shit. I mean, and it kind of, it kind of fucked me up. Like, wait a minute, because first of all, I'm doing the math on the whole night. Like, wait, wait, if I got three hundred, then what the fuck? How much, how much money happened here tonight? This is kind of crazy for one thing, and two, I'm like, damn, okay, 
like, you can get paid for this. Now, what I didn't know is that wasn't typical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so I did a lot of rapping on shows for free um, for a while following that. But it it did. It certainly validated the thrill of the creation by like performing the songs. And it went well at the end of the night, like getting some amount of money that I wasn't even prepared for, you know. Fuck yeah. And is that when you had the realization that you could make a life and a living as an artist and performer? I think that's when I had the the first idea of it, but I didn't really know. It didn't seem real to me even then. Hmm. It seemed like some, like I know other people did, but I had no idea how. Were you going to be a psychologist? Yeah, that was the plan. Straight up. I was only supposed to be here for one year and I was going to go rejoin my, um, my psychology mentor professor. I was supposed to go to go, um, study under him at Mizzou I was just supposed to be here a year and everything didn't well things obviously changed yeah, yeah. and by the way Mizzou real good psych program so you would have had a great yeah. something else it would have been yeah. it, it, that, and that whole path was laid out for me I just got taken with a different energy when I got here yeah it seems like you were determined to ask questions for a living no matter what form mm-hmm. that takes right true and 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 answer questions that nobody asked me <laughs> as well <laughs> That's the other the other side of it. Hmm. What uh, what what's it called when you ask a question rhetorical? Yeah, that can it can be. It yes. can be. <laughs> That's All one right. one way. I had a joke, but I didn't know what that word was. So <laughs> <laughs> I thought, oh dear, I should at least know. Well, the you just word. answered it. Yeah. It's, so good you, it's so good you asked. Dude, that's what I like being around people who aren't afraid to say when they don't know what something means. But increasingly, I'm seeing how important it would be to get sociology into like elementary school. You know, it seems like That's cool. that would really, really help things, you know, as as um, as our understanding of of what all the different cultural forces that are happening gets more sophisticated. It'd be great if we could bring kids up in that. A yeah. Little bit more. As the conversation widens and opens and we all understand that we we don't understand. Right. I think it would be great yeah. to have guides for that. And it, it helps. Like, it helps to have those tools. Hmm. You know, it, it really does. I think it helps to create, like, a safer and more understanding society, you know, when we understand tools. And I, and I think a lot of it just comes down literally to understanding all the different privileges. Like, if we could just start with that yeah. in, like, third grade, like, yeah. I think it'd be, it'd be really helpful. Well, and that's why, I, you know, I think so many young people right now are just looking to music to educate mm. them about that's really you know, scary his, history and culture that is not okay i don't think because who what oh man <laughs> um, i mean but you know it's exciting well like when like the this is america video came out i hate and people, that video you know i hate that video i want to hear about why you hate it because i don't because they won't explain it hmm. i really it really bothers me like and and i'm not one of them people who think all art has to be explained but i think in some sense and i can't i shouldn't say i hate it i say that i i do hate that he, him and Hiro Murakai, I think, who's the director, that neither one of them will explain it. And they've been asked to explain it and flat out won't. That bugs me. Hmm. Like, I think when it comes to certain subject matters, images that I think are really triggering, I mean, you're dealing, you're toying with people's pain mm-hmm. and with some of that. Like, I think you owe them some sort of unpacking or an attempt at it, you know, or else cynical me over here can think you're just doing it for attention. And I, I, I'm not comfortable with that, you know? 
there was a lot of unpacking not done by them. And, on, and they won't. Like, they refuse to. And I they're like, this open to it. No, I don't think everything should be open to interpretation. I think that, like, clearly y'all know what y'all meant. You know, right. y'all, ha- yeah, this is a huge budget video. You had to tell people to, you know, be here and do this and act like you're dead. And, like, I don't know. Like, you fucking ride this white horse. What the fuck does a horse mean? What does it mean? Like, what, what do you, what do you... What are you hurting by not explaining? I feel like it'd be helpful to like because then you're really taking a stance. Yes, and 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 you're stopping people from making incorrect interpretations because a lot of that happened. There's a lot of crazy. Well, I can't know for real because I didn't write it, so I don't know what the right interpretation is. But I read a lot of things that felt real wrong to me. Mm-hmm. Felt like incorrect interpretations. So I, to me, it's that video was an agent of chaos to me. And um, maybe it's not, but their refusal to unpack it or add any context to it really bothered me. It really huh. bugged me a lot. And I'm like I said, I'm not one of them people who feel like we're owed an explanation for everything. Like I, that's not have what you, art is about. Have you felt that way about other art that you remember, like that something deserved an explanation that you didn't get? Mm, I mean, I've been there. There were some things in. Um, and lemonade that I would have liked a little bit more clarity on. Oh, not not so much that I felt as strongly as I felt about the "This Is America" video. But I think I think there's like a underlying all of this for me too is I think there's an authorship problem with a lot of pop art right now, especially like on the hip hop side, where like um, things are set up so that um, lemonade is Beyonce, and that's and and. In a, in a sense, psychologically, for all of us, it's like she's credited with everything, you know? Yeah. And I would love to know more about the creators around her and the collaborators and, like, who wrote what. Like, I, I just, for me as a person trying to navigate life, like, I felt like that piece had a lot of lessons in it that I could learn. Some of them were apparent, some of them weren't, you know? Um and again it's like context you know that's why you know i'll say this as as we you know we start a lot of this talking about eminem i'm really happy he's doing these interviews i'm really happy like and it's and you know it benefits him because they're all coming out on his platforms and they're all going to get millions of views and he makes money off of them that's fine but i just think we're in a phase where context is so important I think it's so important, you know, especially when there's anger and there's disses and there's shots fired. Like if you as a person are able to take a second and tell us the reason, I think that's really good. Mm. Yeah. I think that's good. Damn. That's wild. I, cause I look at you, Beyonce, any artist. I just look at everyone as auteurs. I love to be talked about alongside Beyonce. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Hand in hand. That's great. Yeah. It's cool when she opened for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's happening again tomorrow. Oh, what? <laughs> you heard it here. Open Mike Cella. <laughs> First and <in> Yes. <laughs> yes. Open Cella. Um, I was hoping maybe if you wanted to talk about uh, anything that's coming up that I don't want to say the names of because oh. it's not my place and I don't know if you can. Well, new Negro stuff is coming up. Okay, uh, cool. We, we taped a season of that for Comedy Central, and it's coming out whenever they tell us it's coming out. Mm. Um, so we're... What is it? Uh, it's a... Um, 
it's a live show that we do here in LA and me and Baron Vaughn co-hosted. It's he created it and him and I co-hosted. Um it's just a showcase for, you know, black comics but all sorts of black comics. Like that's the whole point of it is um pardon me. <laughs> um the whole point of it is to show that like black comedy and entertainment is like it's not a monolithic thing, uh that there's nuance between us and um and present a bunch of different perspectives. So we do it every month here. And um, Comedy Central uh, bought the rights to do a televised version of it. So uh, we taped that. And on the live show, um, it's a stand-up showcase that we co-host. And I do a couple live songs on on the televised version. It's going to be the same thing, except the musical bits are going to be music videos instead of the live performances. You shot music videos? Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. Will you explain them afterwards? If anybody asks me to, I <laughs> certainly will. I will and be reaching them, out. One of them is going to need one for sure. Yes. <laughs> I will be hitting you up. Oh, yeah. Ooh, his mind is weird. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do a sit-down interview. <laughs> like we go frame by frame. Just what is please. this? Please. Listen, I love this? that. You remember uh, uh, pop-up videos? Yes. They need that God. shit to come back. They do. Pop-up videos. <laughs> oh, it's a good pop. <laughs> Wait, before we go, I, yeah. I need to ask you about weed. Okay. I that, that is right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Come on. <laughs> we're, we're, you know, what are we doing? We, yeah. I, I want to know about your relationship to marijuana. Um, so I am pretty, like, I, my relationship now with it is, like, I'm a, I can't say pretty frequent, but it's like whenever I have the opportunity to, I usually get a little high. You know, like, whenever, um, I don't often have the opportunity to, um, you know, just raising a kid and shit, so I'm not able to be as high as I want to be. <laughs> um, but I do find that whenever I am afforded the opportunity to, I usually get a little high. Mm-hmm. Um, the last couple years, edibles have been a big thing for me. Um, I'm I have a little vape pen I roll around with. Um, a lot of my weed ingestion. Uh, is is determined by what is easy to get on airplanes with. Mm-hmm. So edibles, vape, mm-hmm. that's, that tends to be my weapon of choice. Yeah, um, whatever fits in the pee hole. Yes, in the pee hole. <laughs> yep. Whether it's a vape pen or a <laughs> wow, <laughs> sounding or some sounding. Yeah. Um, do you do people bring you treats at shows and stuff? <sighs> yes, but I've I've I don't always eat them now because one time I ate something that was stronger. Then mm, I, like a goo ball. Uh, I think it was just one of those like little super cube things, oh, like a chiba chew or something, or like a... oh, I forgot the name of it. Mm. Um, but it's like it's like like a little three hundred. Oh, it's just, fuck, but it's like dude. just this big. Oh, it's so small. It's this little gummy. That is for medical cube. purposes only. It was crazy, <laughs> and I ate the whole thing because oh. I didn't really read it, mm-hmm. and, and I had the worst flight of my life. Oh. No, I, dude. I got I I stopped traveling alone because of how too high I got when I ate that thing. Oh, did everything turn into a video game? Oh, and time. I wish it turned into a video game. It turned into me like like I I was walking outside of the airport when I landed and almost passed out. Yo. Like by myself, like <laughs> almost like I I'm, this is this is not good. No. This is not this isn't fun high. This no. is some whole other shit. Right. I, 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 I'm great at sleeping on planes, mm-hmm. but I think if I had an edible like that, I'd try to sleep, but I probably could not. I, I was trying to do, I was trying to sleep and couldn't. Yeah. 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 Damn. 
Damn, what about creatively? Like writing, uh, performing? Um, I like to write not high, but I like to record high. Um, I find that I'm able to access uh, a particular energy that I appreciate when I hear back. Uh, when I'm when I'm high, and I like to perform high. Mm. I love mm-hmm. performing high. Like, Hell yeah! There's a little. I just get a little bit of abandon, and I start to hear like like I said. I have my vocals way up in the monitor, and I hear them a different way, and it just allows me to kind of like I feel just more dialed in to the music, to the live music when I'm when I'm high. You mm. get wrapped in it, wrapped yeah, up in it. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I'm I feel a little free to just kind of go with it too, you know. But not right. Not so much writing. Not so much writing. Because the problem with me with writing is writing to me is all about choices. And when I'm high, there's too many choices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same with when you craft that a beat. Yeah. Too many, yeah. Just because that's writing with sound, right? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And and I just can't tell which one's better, so I end up a being the same shit for hours. Um, did I? I mean, I can talk to y'all for a long time. I know. I gotta go talk again somewhere else that's real yeah that's what most mostly what we do is having to go go places and talk that's la mm. yeah i did have one last thing mary jane if you have anything too, i have all the things before so we you get go. into plugs i have many things i mean do you want to freestyle not really okay great cool. do you have anything mary jane <laughs> I, i'd like to freestyle if you don't okay, mind go <laughs> for it. Hit it. one two moose three, jaw four. moose jaw regina <laughs> regina dildo that's a town where i'm from regina dildo you're from what <laughs> My freestyle is just saying names of Canadian towns. Well, if they all sound like that, then you that's a good freestyle. Thanks. No wonder people send sex toys. Just say where you're from. Newfoundland. They show up at the door. Yeah, there's a town called Dildo. What the fuck? And it's right up the road from Spread Eagle. And I am not kidding. Shouldn't they change that name? No, they okay. should not. They're okay. from, you know, hi, I'm from Dildo. It's no! Awesome. <laughs> Population 69, right? Hello! Yes. <laughs> Please go to Newfoundland, though. My my people in Newfoundland are so excited about like great music. And I do know people from Regina. You do? Like, um, damn, I can't remember this dude's name. He's such a great singer. Um, I'm going to send it to you later because he's really dope. Cool. Gregory, fuck, Gregory something. Hmm. I'll, I'll send you his name. He's so great. Yeah. Gregory Pepper. Gregory name. Pepper. It's Ooh. fucking awesome. Good name, too. Can't wait to yeah. check it out. Yeah. Nice. Do you have any plugs? Uh, I got a bunch of tour dates um, that are all on that poster and separated by, <laughs> by, by weeks. Google poster. <laughs> yes. We'll post it. it. <laughs> but uh, get, go to MikeEagle.net, and I've, I've been posting it a bunch, and all my tour dates and links and ticket links, all that shit's there. So um, When are you playing here? Um, I'm playing the Adult Swim Festival. Oh, which sweet. Is October. I'm playing third, on October. third, fourth, fifth, right? I think I'm play. I play the third, I guess, or sweet. I think it might be fifth, sixth, seventh. Third. It's that weekend. Something, yeah, whatever it's that, that weekend. Yeah. And I play the Friday night. Sweet. Yeah. I'm coming. Hell cool. Yeah. And are you doing Life Is Beautiful? Yes. Uh, me and Baron Vaughn were doing a live New Negroes at Life Is Beautiful. That's September what twenty second or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something mm-hmm. like that. Because we're going. Nice. Yeah, we'll come be there. hang out. Yeah. We're gonna kiss. get high. Yes. Oh. Legal weed in Nevada. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Ooh, we going to a grow. We're gonna go to Life Is Beautiful. I'm gonna take a bunch of drugs. Nice. It's gonna be a good time. Just share, share drugs. All right. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> uh, Deal. Any, anything else, Mary Jane? I got some dates. I got to plug. Plug yeah. your dates, man. Uh, so, yeah, if you are at Life is Beautiful, come say yo to Mary Jane and I and Open Mike Eagle. See all of them perform. Um, I'm going to watch The weekend, so I want to shout him out. Uh, also, I want to shout out MC Juice because he beat Eminem at a Holy Scribble Jam. Holy shit. Yeah. 
and that's my boy. So shout out you to You know MCG. Juice? Yeah, he's done Glazed a bunch. He's Get a good pal. F- is he here? Yeah, he's here. He lives in North Hollywood. You gotta link us up. Okay, I will. Yeah, we, we, did, we did shows in my college town a long time ago. Really? Yes. And I'm just, a, he's, he's one of my, he's another really big influence on me too. We wow. all used to rap on the South Side of Chicago. He was like one of the dudes who was actually making music that me and my friends used to bump and we would like go places and see him and be like ciphering around him and shit. Like he was like a god to us, you know? So it was a big deal when I did them shows with him in college too. And I didn't know he lived here and I would love to fuck with that guy. Fuck yeah. Done, done and done. Awesome. Uh, last one, I guess for now, October 5th, I'll be in Sacramento doing the gateway show where it's a sober set. And then I get high out of my mind. Last time I ate a hundred milligrams of an, fucking edible Ooh. lost my mind and then performed it's a great show uh and that'll be in sacramento uh there's more shit but you know who's gonna remember past three weeks from now <laughs> <laughs> anything else i got nothing uh at weed and grub on all social media mary jane got nothing what are you talking about you're in three national magazines right now come mary jane. on oh, it's fine it's all good shit. mail her a bunch of uh if stuff. you need me to if you need me to talk about sex toys or your weed products you send them on over <laughs> happy to sample and talk about it all right hell yeah uh if you want the magical butter coupon code you can go on any of our anything and get that and you get it's just weed and grub yeah go buy shit from magical butter 20 percent off yo there you make go make some coconut oil infuse it with weed use it as lube mm-hmm. or cook chicken <laughs> so many choices <laughs> once again how do you choose <laughs> where i'm just as bad at outros as i am at intros <laughs> <laughs> later everybody bye peace